you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 334 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, um, I was, I, I've been out for a week, I was on vacation, and I was hoping to come back and talk about a bunch of fun things, and uh, I'm going to be talking about Chris Bassett and his injury from last night's game, the entire episode, uh, the impact that he's had on the franchise, uh, flashbacks to uh, Brendan McCarthy, all that stuff, uh, and just, you know, also what happened, uh, what we know so far, and uh, I'm not going to talk about how this impacts the A's. Uh, I don't think this is the time or the place. Uh, I kind of don't care right now. It, it pro- If we're being honest, it sinks the team. Is if he's out for the season, sinks the team. That there you go. That that's my take. I'm not talking about it anymore. Um, I I really just hope that he is okay. I want him to be fine, and so that's what we're going to be focusing on in this episode. Um, I'm not here for the the clicks or anything like that. I just want to you know produce an episode talking about Chris Bass and what he's meant, and so that's what we are going to do. But before I do, uh, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me on Thursday at game time to get in on the. App. Action. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, we're getting the YouTube page going. I was going to record tonight and have that be our first episode, but I really didn't want uh, the Chris Bassett news because uh, I'm going to be somber and uh, I feel like I should be animated for that. I, I don't want that to be the first episode on YouTube. So I'm going to play around with it on Wednesday, uh, see what happens. So maybe on Thursday, you guys we'll have a new episode uh, for YouTube. We will find out, but you guys can also follow us on YouTube at uh, Locked on A's. Uh, all of the links for all that stuff is in the show notes, so check those out. But uh, first off, if you missed last night's game, you didn't miss a good game. You missed a, a really, really terrible situation, though. Uh, the A's lost the, lost the game 9 to nothing. That doesn't matter. Um, what happened was in the second inning, uh, there was f- runners on first and second, and Chris Bassett, who had been pitching fairly well in the first inning, he was getting into a little bit of trouble. He threw an 89-mile-per-hour cutter to Brian Goodwin, and Goodwin got a good read on the ball. He hit the crap out of it. It went 100 miles an hour off the bat, and it hit uh, Chris Bassett right below the eye, and there was lots of blood immediately. He grasped his face, and he looked down, and there was just blood on his hands immediately, and that had me very, very, very worried about his eye. Um, it, it looks like it hit just below the eye, according to Bob Melvin, and I'll uh, touch on that here in just one second on what he said uh, in the post-game recap. But um, yeah, it did not look good, and I was like, maybe the... It was the blood that scared me, really. Uh, not because it's blood, but because uh, that means something bad probably happened. And also, getting hit in the head, not a good thing. Concussion, it, you're, you would just assume concussion, and that's like the best case scenario. And I'll get into a little bit of the Brendan McCarthy uh, situation from 2012 uh, in the second or the third segment. It's second segment. One of these segments, I don't know. I got some notes. I don't know what I'm talking about anything. But um, yeah, so that's what happened in this game. Um, 
Matt Chapman looked horrified. He did not look like he was, uh, you know, in good spirits after that. Uh, the A's outfield took a knee as, you know, they usually do, or, you know, people usually do in these situations. Uh, it really shook up the A's and their clubhouse, and uh, it, it did not look, it, it looked as bad as it was. And uh, usually if, you know, there, there's some good news, you're like, okay, everybody's doing okay. But it, it definitely was a hit to this clubhouse and uh, there's no debating that. And you know, he's been the centerpiece of a lot of good things for the A's in recent years. And you could see why this would have an impact on the A's clubhouse. Um, But just real quick, the timeline that I got going for you guys uh, at 610, we got an update uh, 610 Pacific time. We got an update that Chris Bassett is conscious and aware. And this is while the game was still going on. uh, The A's were, well out of it by that point, but they obviously did. They just wanted to get through the game because it happened in the second inning. They're like, just go out there, make outs. It doesn't matter. We need to get off the field because this is stupid. Um, So he was conscious and aware and he was on his way to the hospital. And then after the game, about two hours later, Bob Melvin told reporters that uh, Bass is conscious. He was, he was the entire time. We don't think the eye is the problem at this point. So that kind of led credence to what I was thinking from just the initial take and also uh, where he is holding the towel when he was getting carted off of the field. It looked like it was eye or cheek or something in that area. Um, He also says that uh, it felt like it was below the eye. So that is good. That hopefully means that the eye is okay. Uh, He got some cuts. They had to do some stitches. He's in the scan and we'll know more about potential fractures tomorrow or later tonight. Later tonight did not happen. So uh, we should hopefully find out on Wednesday a little bit more in detail. uh, The status of Chris Bassett just moving forward. Um, I'm assuming that he's not going to be pitching for the A's this season. And that's, that's fine. He does not need the pitch for the A's uh, the rest of the season. Um, I just want him to be okay and be able to pitch again, whether or not it's for the A's or this season or next season, whenever it is, I want him to be able to get on the mound again and pitch like he has been because he has been just the utter ace of this A's staff. He has been the bulldog. He has been the guy that they throw out in a big situation. And we saw this last year. The A's needed a win in game two of that wild card series. They lost the first game to those Chicago White Sox. And uh, he went out and pitched his butt off. And they they won the series because Chris Bassett gave him a shot for a game three. And he's he's been that guy. And you just see the outpouring of love and emotion on A's Twitter after the incident. And uh, they're some of the initial takes are uh, the A season is over. Ah, and then people, you know, retracting things like night. I shouldn't have said that. And uh, that was one of my first thoughts too. I obviously I didn't say it because that's not the time and the place, but um, you, you understand that's definitely, Oh no. And then, Oh no. Um, but I really just wanted uh, Chris Bassett to be okay. That's, that's my main goal right now is I want him to be okay. Uh, I don't know how to, you know, really cover things like this. Uh, I'm not well trained in things like this, but um, it, it is a serious situation and it's way bigger than baseball. So whatever happened on the field last night does not matter. Um, whatever happens for the rest of the season does not matter. All that really matters right now is that Chris Bassett is 
okay and that he's not going to be suffering long-term damage and he's going to be able to pitch again that is what i'm mostly concerned with uh brian goodwin the man who hit the ball uh he offered his prayers and uh and stuff after the game he tweeted out uh it, he quote tweeted the chicago white Sox uh tweet that said you know thoughts and prayers to chris bassett and his family and all that stuff and he quote tweeted it with uh dot 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 uh chris you are in my prayers uh for sure brother and uh, I think that that's, you know, just nice. It shows that there's no ill will. He didn't mean to do it, obviously. And uh, you, you, Tony La Russa was shaken up by it and he said that his whole clubhouse, there was not anybody on the field on his side or on either side that, uh, you know, was not shaken up by what happened on the field. It was a scary situation. And uh, they showed that video way too many times. Um I, I feel bad for retweeting it. I, I was like, is this my journalistic responsibility? I really don't want to, but sure, I guess. Um, so uh, still getting my, my bearings on that front. But speaking of tweets, uh, Jesus Luzardo, who was just traded to the Miami Marlins, he said, prayers up for my man Seabass, one of the best human beings I've been blessed to be around. Nothing but love for you. And uh, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff like that that's been flowing on social media. Jerry Blevins tweeted out about it. Um, you know, former A's, just people around baseball have been uh, just outpouring of love. Um, guy, the uh, White Sox beat reporter had some nice things to say about uh, Chris Bassett. Anybody who's interacted with Chris Bassett on any level just had love for Chris Bassett on social media. And um, you love to see that. And you don't see that for everybody. Um, so that does lead me to believe that Chris Bassett is a a great person and uh, Jessica Kleinschmidt of the NBC sports Bay area, whatever it is. Um, she tweeted out that uh, his wife and family was there and his mom. And uh, that's both heartbreaking and good. I guess it sucks that they had to see it, but it's good that they were there to be with him at the same time. So um, yeah, that's, that's a tough situation, but uh, so that's basically what we know currently uh, as I'm recording this right now at roughly one in the morning. It's just a terrible situation, uh, not for the A's, but for Chris Bassett, and I just hope that for the best for him. So uh, coming up on the show, I'll be talking a little bit about what Chris Bassett has meant to the A's and uh, just talking about him, th the guy, just a little bit. Uh, so stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have their own tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy daily matchup. It's fantastic. It looks really cool, actually. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in control. Stat Hero is DFS the way that it was meant to be one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on and sign up for free right now and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The playoffs are approaching, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, the NFL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. If you if you got a hot bet going on a preseason football game. 
Bet Online has you covered. They have great odds over there. And uh, that is where you want to be placing your money is at Bet Online. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. They're not always going to be sad. There, are, I have some nice things coming up in the third segment. Just a couple of nice takeaways from the game. Um, just. Things that I'm hopeful about, I guess. Uh, so that's that's nice. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you can also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about just what Chris Bassett has meant to this franchise since he was traded here from Chicago, the White Sox, uh, in that Jeff Samarja trade. He came over with Marcus Simeon and... Uh, and also Josh Fagley and Ron, Rongo Ravello. And uh, yeah, uh, big, big trade. <laughs> it worked out very, very well for the A's for, you know, a year of Jeff Samarja. But I really want to focus on Chris Bassett in this particular segment here. And that's because he's become the ace of the A's staff. He has been absolutely fantastic the last year and a half. Uh, two years, if you want to call it that. Uh, since 2020, he's been absolutely dominant. Uh, just a three ERA this year, 3.2 uh, when those runs came across uh, after he was lifted. But um, yeah, he's just been really, really good. And if the A's need a win, he's the guy that you throw out there last two seasons. Um, if you need somebody to go out there and save the bullpen, he's the guy that's going to go do that. He's been leading the, uh, the league and in just innings pitched. He's been at the leader, top of the leaderboards, at least, uh, he's just been a fantastic pitcher for the Oakland A's this season and last season. And, uh, I know that there was a lot of criticism of him last year. Like, Oh, is he a flash in the pan? Can he do this over the course of a full season? And he went out there and he pitched more than anybody and he pitched better than anybody. He's been absolutely amazing this season. And uh, he's still a revelation to some people, but guys that watch him all the time, like ACE fans like us, uh, we, we know that he's the real deal. He's been absolutely fantastic and he's worked his butt off to get there. And he, he spoke on it a little bit. He alluded to it a little bit after his complete came to hitter against the, uh, the angels earlier this season. And uh, that was the, the, debut of the trident you know the famous trident picture um and he just talked about how much he's had to overcome and he didn't go into many details but you know that there have been trials and tribulations because he was an up and down guy he wasn't a you know penciled or he was a penciled in member of the starting rotation he'd get some starts every now and then but he wasn't pitching more than 50 innings a season at the big league level until 2019 when he actually got his chance and he was pretty good. He was better than league average. That's all the A's usually ever want. And the last two seasons, he's really taken off and become this new kind of pitcher. And he's just been working his butt off. You know, he's not been using uh, the, the sticky stuff. He's just been working his butt off. And that's really what breaks my heart about this entire situation. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I hope that he's okay, but he's been working. He's been putting in the effort and he's been seeing the fruits of those labors. And then this happens. And, I think that that's just, uh, you know, terrible. Uh, I, I really hope that he can 
bounce back and get that free agent contract. That's all I want. I want him to get his payday because baseball's labor system is stupid and he hasn't had that payday yet. He needs that free agent contract because he's put in the work and it would be stupid, absolutely stupid, if he doesn't get paid because he got hit in the head on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball or a cutter. Uh, that that doesn't make sense and uh, that needs to be rectified. So uh, I really hope that he can go cash in is my other thought right now is the financial stability of his future and, you know, his family and all that stuff. I know that it's silly to be hoping for things for sports athletes, but um, I, I think that he, we can all agree that he's a pretty decent guy and that we want nice things for him. So uh, there's that. And since 2019, he's just been starting regularly. He's earned his spot in this rotation and He's, he's been amazing. I've really enjoyed Chris Bassett, especially the last two years. Um, in 2019, I was like, okay, he's pretty good. He was really good in 2018, smaller sample size, but he was really, really good. And uh, it looked like that might be the best that he had, but he's, uh, he's done it over longer stretches of time now in 2020 and 2021. And it looks like 2019, when he had a 380 area, was actually his worst season of the last four. So uh, that's... Strange. He's he's a really, really, really good pitcher, and nobody talks about him. And uh, I sent out a tweet from my my account uh, at by Jason B. And uh, I just woke up one day and I was like, Hey, what is uh, Chris Bassett's ERA right now? And what is Garrett Cole's ERA? And Chris Bassett actually had a better ERA than Garrett Cole on the season, and a much better ERA since they started checking guys for sticky stuff uh, at the middle of June, I guess. And uh, I sent that tweet out and got a bunch of retweets and all that stuff. And um, so I was looking at, hey, how has he done com comparably to people that have been drafted around him and all that stuff? And uh, he was a 16th round pick in 2011. And he's obviously the best player of that round. Uh, he was not taken by the A's. He was taken by the White Sox, obviously, because he was traded by the White Sox to the A's. So uh, that go kind of goes without saying, but I just wanted to lay that out there for you guys. And so since he was already the best player in that round, I was like, hey, who was the number one overall pick in 2011? Because I'm not a big draft person. And if you're a big draft person, you probably know where I'm going with this. But uh, the number one overall pick in 2011 was Garrett Cole. And he so this... 16th round pick was out dueling Garrett Cole this season, especially without cheating. And uh, I, I just think that that's amazing. That just is a testament to the amount of work that Chris Bassett has been putting in this season. And uh, I, it, it sucks. It really, really sucks. Um, I, I also uh, talked a little bit about Brandon McCarthy and his similar situation in 2012. And uh, obviously that was, so far, a worse situation. We don't know what's going on with Chris Bassett just yet, but it sounds like the way that they're talking about it in the A's organization makes it like it might be okay. Uh, but Brandon McCarthy, if you guys were not fans in 2012, he was also hitting the head, and uh, he looked a little bit woozy, and uh, he the picture of him laying on the mound, kind of like propping his head up with his arm. Uh, he made that his profile picture because he thought it was funny, you know, after the fact. Um, but, and that's just kind of, a, he, he's kind of a jokester like that. So that's Brandon McCarthy, but uh, it was serious there for, for a few days there. Uh, he needed surgery to relieve pressure on his brain caused by an intracranial bleeding. So brain bleeding, he needed surgery to do that. And that's, the worst case scenario, I think, is stuff like that. And I think that the way that it's being talked about with uh, Chris Bassett right now, that it's not the case with him. It was a little bit lower. Uh, 
I think that Brandon McCarthy's was more upper in the head area. And then uh, he also had an epidermal uh, hemorrhage. And so that was, uh, it was scary stuff. He had a seizure in 2013. Um, Just scary, scary stuff. And this is what my mind goes to when somebody gets hit in the head. And I hope that, uh, you know, we're not through the woods yet. Obviously, we need to wait for the, the scans to come back on Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon. Whenever we get them, we need to wait for those to come out. Uh, but that is that is going to be the, the big turning point, I think, is what those scans say. And uh, then that'll kind of determine where we are with Chris Bassett and all that stuff. But, yeah, it's just, uh, just not a good situation by any means. And, uh, again, I can hope for nothing but the best for Chris Bassett in his recovery and his re- eventual return to the mound, hopefully. Um, and just hopefully that he can return to the same guy who is he's obviously been putting in the work. And I have no doubt that he will continue to put it in the work because uh, that's just the kind of guy that he's shown to be. But it's going to be scary. No, no matter what anybody says, it's going to be a scary situation the first time he climbs back on the mound. And uh, Dontrell Willis, who was on A's postgame, he was saying, it. I got him the head a couple of times, one at the amateur level, one at the pro level, and it. I never shook that. It was always in the back of my mind. I, Every time I went on a mound or you know passed by a mound, I, it was in my mind, and that's that's some trauma that you know uh, Chris Bassett's going to have to deal with now. But anyways, uh, coming up on the show, I'm talking about not bright spots, but, you know, just a couple of things that may be good for the A's moving forward uh, coming from the situation. So uh, stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar in the world. And we are talking about Built Bar, my friends. And uh, I just got this uh, email right before I went to record and they have a special manufacturer sale right now going on and you can get a bar of any bar that you want you can get a mixed bag you can do whatever the hell you want with all of their bars then they have all of their bars right now all the special time flavors the the seasonal ones that we talk about all the time they have those available right now you, you want cherry barcia they got it you want the grasshopper cookie they got it uh that they, they have all of their core flavors, all of their special flavors, they're all there for you guys right now. And uh, they're only $26 a box when you use the promo code LOCKED15. And uh, that is a steal, my friends. That is a very, very nice price. Uh, what would I do for a, a box of Cherry Barcias? <laughs> I would pay $26. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to carry all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, and you can save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. That just doesn't make sense to me. Why not use a family business like Rock Auto? And they serve do-it-yourselfers, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. And the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Uh, leave us a five-star review wherever you can. And also make sure to uh, follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. You can also send us emails at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And finally, we we got that YouTube page coming, so uh, make sure to subscribe to that. I am usually much more upbeat, but I, I have a somber tone today, so that is what's going on. But you can... Uh, See the face that goes along with this voice uh, coming up very, very quickly. So go on the show notes and click subscribe and do all that stuff. Um, yeah, but let's talk just real quick about a couple of things that were good, I guess, from uh, Tuesday's action. And there wasn't a lot of good news, but I just wanted to real quick talk about Burt Smith throwing those three innings. I don't care about his stat line. Uh, if you do, he went three innings, gave up five hits, five runs. That's that's a stat line. Did not matter. What mattered uh, was he came in, he inherited a bases loaded, nobody out situation 10 minutes after like Chris Bassett was hitting the head with a baseball and was bleeding and he had to go into a high pressure situation regardless. And then, especially after that, after his teammate had just been hit in the head and uh, there was people being like, oh, Burt Smith should be DFA. And I was like, who was? No, no, he should not. This is a difficult situation for anybody. And Burt Smith is he was sent out there to just go eat it and he did and kudos to him. And they talked about it on the broadcast that, you know, that the clubhouse rallies around that and they see that and they're like, yeah, Bert Smith, it, they, he, he did that for us. And that was really cool. And I got to agree. That was amazing. I, I don't know how you could be in a mental capacity to go throw pitches in that certain situation. It's ridiculous. Um, and so kudos to Bert Smith. I know that his stat line wasn't great. I don't care. Uh, he, he did what nobody else did on that night, and he just went out there and threw pitches, and whatever happened, happened out. Good for him. That was amazing. Um, and the other guy that uh, I want to point out is Mitch Moreland, who also pitched, and I thought that uh, that was that was cool. It was weird. It made me kind of smile. I still haven't necessarily smiled since uh, Chris Bassett got hit in the head, but uh, it made me smirk, I guess. Um, first things first, Mitch Moreland looked good throwing baseballs. He, he looked pretty decent. Uh, he was pumping 88, 80, 87, 88. He had like three pitches, which was awesome. Um, and also the thing that I think mostly stood out, and this is why I kept saying, you know, the good parts from this game, uh, Britt Smith throwing wasn't like a good point, but it was an important point of the game, I think. Uh, but the, the good thing is uh, he got a swing. Uh, Mitch Moreland got a swing and miss. He struck somebody out on a swing and miss. And I think that that is important because it did get the dugout to, you know, smile a little bit and loosen up a little bit. Uh, Cause there was definitely a cloud over everything. A's fandom, uh, the A's themselves, uh, just everything that was going on in this game, there was just a cloud over it. And it looked like that, that one swing and miss right there of uh, Zach Collins. Uh, it, it seemed to have part of the clouds just a little bit where Maybe there's some hope. Maybe this is a rallying point for the A's. Whether or not it is, I, I kind of don't care. Uh, I hope it is because, you know, still want the team to do well. But again, first and foremost, you want Chris Bassett to be okay. Um, but this is still an A's podcast, so I kind of got to talk about the team on the field as well. Um, but Mitch Moreland, may, maybe he he played a big role in whatever happens next. So uh, we'll, we'll see what that is. Obviously, uh, they got two more games against a very tough opponent coming up. Um, and you know, uh, just because I feel like I'm obligated to give you guys a, an update on what's going on, uh, the Yankees 
swept their series with uh, or their their doubleheader series with the Boston Red Sox, and now they are tied with the A's. And the Boston Red Sox are you know percentage points behind both those teams in the wild card race, so it is very tight there. Uh, the Houston Astros have lost three games in a row, so the A's remain two and a half back. So maybe they just they just go for broke going for the AL West. We'll see what happens. I assume that uh, Dalton Jeffries will be the man that gets called up to replace Chris Bassett for any length of time that Chris Bassett misses, uh, whether that's for a start or two or the entirety of the season. We don't know yet. Uh, I'm sure that we'll get an update before too long, and uh, I'm, I'll be sure to record when that happens. Uh, but yeah, I, I apologize for the somber tone. I it, it didn't feel right to have a regular episode today. It, it just didn't um, because Chris Bassett's been with the team for a long time, longer than most people are usually with the Oakland days. And uh, he's he's been a fantastic dude through and through, through the the good times and the bad. He's been there uh, for, for all of it. So, um, yeah, just nothing but the best for Chris Bassett. I hope that he's OK. Um, I, I'm sure that you guys are all hoping the same and uh, eagerly awaiting any updates on his condition. So. Uh, that's really the next step. The A's play at some point. I, I don't know when I have not looked. It does not matter necessarily. Um, it'll matter slightly more than Tuesday's game because there'll be time in between the incident and when the game starts. And, um, yeah, the, the A's were never going to win Tuesday's game. That just not how that works. Um, they, they were in a state of mental shock, so it's okay. Uh, we'll see, you know, what kind of, what, what, kind of performance they have on Wednesday and we'll go from there and kind of assess the team and what we can kind of expect moving forward. Um, I'm not sure what I'll do tomorrow. Um, we'll, we'll see what the news is and if it's good news, if it's bad news, uh, if it's good news, like he, he'll return if it's bad news and he, I, I don't want to know what the bad news is. Uh, I was going to say any misses the season, but it could be worse than that. So that it, I'm not even going to speculate. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll talk about whatever the news is uh, on tomorrow's show. So that's what we got coming up for you guys. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. Give, give a give a shout out to Chris Bassett on social media. He, he could probably use him right now. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Mm-hmm.